everyone. Today I'm going to be talking about love and how I have found that love is the answer to everything. I did had no idea what love was for a really, really long time. I knew what fear was, judgment, shame, punishment, force. But love, I what was that? I had no idea. And I started treating myself the way that I was treated, judging myself, punishing myself, shaming myself, forcing myself to do things. Not only did it not work or feel good for me, but it also really hurt my kids and my relationships because the opposite of love just doesn't feel good to anyone. It's very hurtful. And I felt very guilty and really bad, but I didn't really know how to change it or what to do different. And slowly, I did discover love. I'm still discovering it all the time. And I realized that love is really the answer to everything. And love changed my life, changed my kid's life. It changed everything. And that's why I wanted to share my journey towards love and what love is and what it means and how much it helps in life. A lot of times, even though I know what love is now and I'm getting more used to it, I forget a lot. And I know when I'm forgetting because my body starts to feel tight, I feel scared, I feel anxious, I see that my kids' reactions are frustrated, they're overwhelmed, they don't want to be around me. And when that happens, I know that it's time for me to tune back into love. And so every day I really ask myself and start my day with, what would love say? what does my heart say here? And I'll cross out the fear, the judgment, the shame, and then I will tap into and tune into the heart message and what love is saying. I can't really control or make the fear and judgment and critical go away. It's something that I've lived with for so long and and still deal with a lot. But I can tap into and hear the love, which gets louder as I do it. And always brings me back to my center and helps me breathe easier and makes my life more peaceful. So I'm just going to share some examples of what life was like without love and what it's like with love. I was brought up with perfection and perfection really isn't love. Perfection says you need to be perfect in order to be accepted, in order to be enough. And I tried to be perfect because I thought, because I wanted to be loved. And I felt like if I could be perfect, then I'd be enough. Then people would accept me and love me. But I constantly had this anxiety knowing that I was eventually going to get it wrong. I wasn't always going to get it right. And not only was I treated that way, but I started treating myself that way and started noticing whenever I wasn't getting it right. And I would shame myself and try harder and say, I'm never going to do this again. I can't believe I did this. What's wrong with me? For example, let's say I would get frustrated at my kids and I would raise my voice. I was such a perfectionist. I would tell myself in my head, don't get annoyed. Don't get annoyed at them. Not only that, even if I wasn't acting on it and wasn't raising my voice, I had the fear of raising my voice and I shamed myself for even feeling annoyed at them and felt like I was such a horrible mother and person for even getting annoyed And that really is the opposite of love and made me struggle so much to the point that I would just lose it because it it kind of felt like you're going to lose it. So you may as well just get over with it and lose it now. And it didn't help me at all. 
and was not beneficial. And when I tap into love, what does love say? Love said, it's okay, you're human. I see that you're struggling and that you're really overwhelmed right now and you're exhausted and it's really hard and you want your kids to listen and they're not and it's okay to be frustrated and you're handling it so well that even though you're frustrated, you're trying to not raise your voice. And if you do lose it and you do lose your voice, it's okay. You're human. You're working on it. You reset. You apologize. You try your best. You're getting better each time. And when I start to have positive self-talk and and give myself love, I'm so much calmer and it's so much easier for me to quickly come back into love and kindness for them because love soothes me and supports me and tells me that it's okay and that I'm not a bad person for being human. So love asks, what am I doing right instead of where am I getting it wrong? And focusing on even if it's a tiny bit that you got right, a tiny bit that I did a little better, noticing it and focusing it and recognizing it. And that encourages me to keep going and keep improving. And when I notice every tiny step, the baby steps add up until eventually I'll start to see, oh, wow, this time I didn't even feel like raising my voice. I've come so far. And it wasn't I just jumped from struggling with something to moving past it. It was by noticing every tiny bit of movement forward. That's what encouraged me to eventually let go of that pattern. My daughter, when she was younger, really struggled a lot. She would scream and cry and have tantrums and didn't have an easy time socially. And I didn't know what to do. I took her to therapy. I took her to social skills groups. I took her to all types of therapy, occupational therapy, talk therapy, play therapy. And I just had this anxiety, like something was off about her and we had to change her and fix it and and make it better. And in the therapy, they would do things that I thought was really great. For example, they would take things that she struggled with and show her how to do it different. Like at a party one time, she wanted a toy that she didn't win. And so she screamed and screamed. So they made a pretend party and taught her, what do we do instead of screaming when you don't get the toy that you want? And I thought it was great. They're teaching her skills that she struggles with. But it, it didn't work and my anxiety and her anxiety kept growing until they would say, okay, this is not working. We think she has this problem. You have to take her to this therapist. And then I would take her to that therapist and they would say, well, she has deeper problems. Take her to this therapist. And I did until one day I just felt like how many times can I go get her evaluated? I know what the issues are. It's causing me anxiety. It's causing her anxiety. It's not helping. And I was led to this beautiful, amazing approach. It's called the Nurtured Heart Approach. That completely changed my mind, changed my life and her life. And it's all about love and listening to your heart and focusing on what's going right. And so I completely changed my direction with her and my way of handling it. And when she would scream, I would wait until she calmed down. And of course, I'd validate her feelings and all that. But when she would calm down, I would say, wow, look at you. You are so upset. But right now you're calm. You calmed down. You stopped yelling. You're breathing deeply. That tells me that you know how to handle to handle the situation well. And then the next time, maybe she would scream for instead of 30 minutes for 25 minutes. And I would say, wow, you calmed down five minutes sooner than you did before. That's such good progress. Look at you having so much self-control. And slowly she stopped yelling until she no longer had tantrums over every little thing. Because love was telling her, 
I know how to do this. I know how to talk. I know how to communicate calmly without yelling. And that behavior disappeared. Or with her social skills, instead of me taking her to social skills class and telling her, you're doing this wrong, this is how you should do it better, which gives the message I'm not enough and I'm broken and I have to be fixed, I started noticing when she was getting it right. Every time she made eye contact with a friend, I said, you just looked at your friend. That tells me that you have really good skills and know how to be a good friend. Good friends look at each other when the other person's talking. And slowly her social skills improved until she caught up with socially appropriate behavior. And I just want to share this story that always makes me so emotional. One of the therapists at school was very into and encouraged me to go to take her evaluated and tell me this was wrong with her and that was wrong with her. And we had a meeting about six months after I started doing this approach with her. And her teachers saw a big improvement, but, but this therapist didn't really see the improvement or know what was going on. She was just encouraging me to get my daughter evaluated again and telling me that if I don't, she's going to really struggle in middle school. What if she can't do a puzzle? What if she can't do this right? What if she can't do that right? And I said to her, well, I'm going to build her up so much and teach her that she could do it right. And she was very upset and totally didn't agree with me. And I was a little insecure myself and doubted myself. I mean, of course I want to do what's right for my kid. And Am I doing the right thing? But I just felt in my gut that it was right and I saw improvement. The teacher saw improvement, so I stuck with it. Anyways, years later, she's in middle school and I'm sitting at parents-teachers conference and one by one, every single one of her six teachers are telling me how she's the top of her class emotionally. She's the top of her class socially. She's the top of her class academically. She's doing so well. They can't believe it. She's a star student, A+. And I just started crying and I said, oh my gosh, do you know why? And I said, because I told her that she could. I'm even crying now. It's just so emotional for me that this child who quote unquote was so broken I needed fixing just needed love, just needed to be told you're not wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. Look where you're getting it right. And She is just doing so amazing. She's in high school now. She's thriving. She has friends. Her teachers call me and tell me what an amazing kid she is and how proud I should be of her. And I am so proud of her. And I'm so grateful that I was led to the approach of love and that I could do it different and that I could give what I didn't get. Something else that I used to do the opposite of love is when I would struggle and feel like I was falling and getting it wrong. I would shame myself and beat myself up. And now I realize that when I'm struggling or when my kids are struggling, people are struggling, they actually, I actually need more compassion, not less. If I'm struggling so much, if I'm using my coping mechanisms, if I am running back to a behavior that I thought I was past or that I don't like or doesn't serve me, instead of shaming myself and saying, this doesn't work for me, why am I doing this again? It's like, wow. Hana, you must be struggling so much that you are distracting again or that you're raising your voice again or that you're struggling with this thing again. I have so much compassion for you. You must be really, really hurting. And the more love and acknowledgement and compassion I give to myself, automatically it helps me move back to love and heart and have to, and let go more easily of those things and be able to face whatever it is I'm avoiding and feel my feelings and work towards coming to a better place.
where I don't have to act out so much anymore. And recognizing that life isn't perfection. This is life. Life is about taking two steps back, three steps forward, four steps back, five steps forward until slowly over time the steps add up. A baby who's just learning how to walk, they're not going to just start walking. They're going to walk a little, then they're going to fall, they're going to cry, then they're going to walk a little more. And what do we do? We clap and say, hooray, every step forward that they make. We don't beat them up when they fall and when they give up and when they're tired for the day and they need to take a break. And eventually, one day, they walk on their own with no issues. And that's what life is, everything, everything I go through. It's part of the process and recognizing that struggling is the healing process, is the human process. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. It means I'm human and I'm doing life human, not wrong. Sometimes I find that anything that was judged in the past by me, either within myself or within my kids, will come up over and over again until they're met with love. Just an example like this, my sister would get really frustrated with my niece because She would have extreme tantrums, throw things, hurt people, bother people. And my sister, of course, would get really frustrated and tell her to go to her room, give her consequences, tell her all the reasons why it wasn't okay. And it just got worse and worse. And my sister and I were talking and then decided that she was going to do this. And she did. The next time my niece had really big feelings and was acting out of control, She took her outside because safety comes first and she sat down next to her and she just kept her heart open with compassion and watched her scream and yell and just held space for all her feelings just by witnessing them. And when finally my niece stopped after a long time, I think it was about 45 minutes, she looked at my sister and she said, mommy, are you mad at me? And my sister looked at her and said, sweetheart, not at all. I am so sorry that you are hurting so much. And I saw that you had such big feelings. You were so angry and sad. And I'm so glad that you were able to release them and feel them and let them out in a way that didn't hurt anybody in a safe place. And I, I have compassion for you. I know it's really hard. And my niece and my sister hugged and they came inside and my sister said that ever since then that intensity of her tantrum tantruming and her anger was healed because finally her feelings were met with love and I find that with me too I have so many times things come up from my past or old behaviors that were never loved that were always judged or shamed or punished that say, can you please love me? I'm not going to go away and be quiet and stop until I'm met with love. And I find that they scream louder and louder until finally I stop and I look at them and I hold them and I say, I see you. I care about you. And I'm not going to shame you anymore or judge you anymore. And I'm so sorry that you're hurting so much. And to treat myself just like my niece, just like that screaming little girl who just needs to be witnessed and seen and loved for exactly what she feels and who she is and what she's going through. I also have many parts of me that have always been desperate and wanting and deserving of love. And when I can meet them with love, that's when they calm down and that's when they're soothed. And that's when they don't need to scream so loud anymore. And they 
they heal. And although they might still be there, they don't scream as loud. Something else that is the opposite of love is fearing success and feeling like when I get it right and I finally see results and I see myself doing well and letting go of something that I've been struggling with, I feel this like shame and this judgment. Well, you're going to get it wrong soon. Just because you're getting it right now doesn't mean you're not going to struggle again because I see that so many times I finally master something or I get better at something and then I fail again. So I say, what's the point? Why should I be happy? I'm going to struggle again anyways. But that's not love. That really hurts me and hurts my feelings and doesn't support me. What does support me and what I try reminding myself of is that even if you struggle again, even if in five minutes you struggle, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you didn't get it right right now, that you're not doing really well in this moment. And this moment deserves to be recognized and applauded and celebrated even if tomorrow I struggle again, even if I never get it right again. I'm still loved and worthy of noticing where, I, where I'm getting it right. And if I struggle again, that's okay. I just need more compassion. And I'm not a bad person if I struggle again. Another way that I've learned to go towards love is when I have a situation in my life that feels so hopeless and is so hard. And my mind goes to the fear of, oh my gosh, this is going to get really bad. How am I ever going to survive? How am I ever going to make it? And instead thinking, imagine what could go right. Imagine the support and the healing that you don't even know that's coming. Imagine that love is going to find a way through. For example, my son was struggling a lot a couple years ago. And at first I felt that fear of, oh my gosh, this is not going to work out. This is going to be terrible and horrible. And how's he ever going to be okay? And imagining a life of him not being okay. And then every day I brought myself back to the messages of love that said, remember when you were in that place, when you felt like there was no hope and that your life was over. Look how far you've come. Look at all the love along the way that brought you to where you are today. You never know what path, what love is going to come towards him. It reminds me of the ocean, how the waves come and then the waves go, but even when they're gone, they're always going to find a way back, just like love always finds a way back, even when it feels like it's gone. And sometimes in my life when it feels like it's gone, I don't know where it is, I remind myself that that's okay, and that part of me that doesn't know that I'm loved needs love too, and I just ask myself, what can I do that feels loving in this moment? Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's calling a friend, maybe it's having a good cry, sitting in nature. Whatever it is that feels like love, just walk a little bit towards that. And baby steps, and eventually the love comes back. Because we are that love inside, all of us. And I try to put my hand on my heart, listen to my heartbeat, and remind myself that every time my heart beats, it's telling me how loved I am. And I'm just going to end with reading something that I wrote. I always thought it was me who was holding my heart, me who was soothing my heart, me who was listening to my heart, but I've realized it's the other way around. My heart has been holding me all my life, believing in me and my worth all this time, knowing I'm wanted as I am, deserving of being loved for me. I've never given up on me. It's held me up through it all, through the times it was hard to breathe, the times I didn't know if I would make it, the times I thought I broke the times I felt like giving up, the times I felt like it was way too much, like there was no way I'd survive another minute. 
It held me, soothed me, supported me, loved me, stayed with me, understood me. And it told me, no way am I going to give up on you. No way am I going to let you give up on you. No way am I stopping. No way am I letting go. I am staying right here with you. I'm pumping life into you every moment of every day. And no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what truths you forget, what lies you believe, what stories you tell yourself, I know the real you. I am the real you. I live inside you. And all I see, all I feel, all I experience is love because you are love. Thank you, heart, for never giving up on me. And you too are love and have a heart that loves you so much, that wants you here and knows how worthy you really are, even if you don't feel it yet. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find me on Instagram at live, love, inner peace. And you can also email me at reclaimyourvoicepodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking for a sign, something to carry you back into the light, love is the answer, love is the answer. When you're ready, start again, I'll be here waiting, reaching out my hands, love is the